0: cowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys football club. Them, Cowboys? Get no Cowboys! This, this is talking Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys world headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand Elliot, plowing to the goal line. sacked by Prescott keeps it and he bangs it in the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckman Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in, and in on the game, and our favorite chip, and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome in to the SWBC studios here at the Star in Frisco. It is a Thursday edition of Wild Card Weekend. Heck yes. Playoffs are here. Woo. We are just three days away from the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Gosh, that sounds fun. Cannot wait for that matchup on Sunday. 3.30 Central Time, CBS. Go. It's going to be awesome. Lots yeah. of fun. We're back here with the normal crew. Heckman Harrison, Isaiah Standback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good.
1: swell tastic. Yes. I'm, I'm
2: just okay today, Kyle. Why is that? Because my, my team lost yesterday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. The Seattle Kraken. Um, you're darn right they lost. They weren't Kraken. No. Yeah, they weren't cracking. Here's some crack, but they're not in. But you know, it just wasn't the way it needed to be. Um, but I, you know, my my son and I win. We represent You know, for, for for our home, for my hometown. He's a Dallas guy, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to say. So
1: You're not letting him be a Stars fan. No, he's a Stars fan. When they're not playing both, I asked. Yeah, when they're not playing a Kraken. So he, but he had to wear. He had to wear the. The merch he had to wear. He, he wanted to. Okay, okay. I, don't, I don't make him do anything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. Stars
0: got the win last night over the Kraken. So <clears throat> little at, little. So,
1: at one point, I turned the game on, and it was like eight shots, three goals for the Stars. I didn't like that average for the Kraken. For the Kraken, our goalie's yeah. trash. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But expansion, go Stars. Only up from here for Suit the Kraken.
2: Suit him up. I know Heck can watch the whole game.
1: Oh, he
3: was locked in, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> why y'all put me into this man i told you yesterday man I, we're gonna get you to a game no, I, I, hey i i you know, i will have my gloves scarf and, and, and it's not cold, I'm, in, cold here. in there
1: you it's pretty cool me what? and spagnola let's go <laughs> oh, oh that's, that a right <laughs> <laughs> that's a group right there that's
3: a
0: group right there you buying all the beers <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine all the pictures that would surface oh, from geez. that pairing i just want to see the
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put Mickey in the middle.
3: No, I think uh, it's like it's gonna a middle be, seat. It's gonna be fun, y'all. <laughs> hey, what you- I, what happened yesterday was after I said I didn't know anything. Then obviously Twitter takes over, and then you start hearing, mm. you know, people, you say, this game you got to get into. Uh, yeah. you, you open your horizon to hockey, and yeah, like, okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> true. People, people
0: love their hockey. Yeah. It's a when fantastic sport. You, it's it's. I think in my in my opinion, outside of racing, it's the best sport to watch live. I love uh, watching hockey live. And when,
4: you, and when
2: you think about the most disgruntled people in your life that would be in the middle seat, who do you?
1: picture pops up. You talk about like Mickey on up there. has to
2: be <laughs> out there.
1: Love the man, but he's up there. Oh. He, he loves his hockey, though, because he's from Chicago. Yeah, he's from Chicago, yeah. the Blackhawks. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't like the Blackhawks. He's, yeah, he cool. like, he's, a, he's a huge a stars, stars fan. fan. Yeah. Wow. He's Massive stars for He's a Traitor, man. I'm a, a, traitor, man. I'm a, I'm a Blackhawks Call fan. Call
2: him that. You're a Blackhawks fan.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. Who has,
2: who has the best uniforms in the league?
1: Blackhawks. You're out of your mind.
2: Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, are sweet, but they're not, I mean, they're not like...
0: Cracking! Oh my God! (laughs) Uh, By the way, last night we were having a conversation while we were sitting there. I've so I know it's all different because you've played in a playoff game. I think both of you have been to a playoff game. I know you have. I'm sure you have for the NFL. I had never been to an NFL playoff game before. I'll be there on Sunday. (laughs) Find out. Yeah, it's completely different because I've been to. A hockey playoff game, Stars playoff game, and then I've been to the Rangers, yeah. like baseball, and I've done a couple other World Series, ALCS stuff in the past, too. And those are just completely different yeah. atmospheres. Yes. So how much is it ramped up from an NFL standpoint?
1: Well, Isaiah could answer that better than I could, for sure. But but I was listening to Babe Loffenberg, the great Babe Laufenberg, on the, on the fan just now, and he was talking about how in the NBA playoffs, you watch a game on TV— you You know it's a difference there there's just a difference in intensity and and all of that. He said the NFL playoffs he doesn't you don't think there's you don't really notice it as much and i don't I don't know about that i <laughs> I, I think especially in the stadium, there's a different different vibe. I would imagine it's way more physical so and c. d. lamb was talking about this yesterday. You know, nobody's really talked to him about what to expect for his first playoff game, but the speed and the physicality have got to be different, right?
2: Absolutely, I'm not sure what Bay. I respect the heck out of Bay as too. well, but I don't know what he was talking about <laughs> in reference to this playoff football is, is totally different than regular season football. Now, when you start talking about the the difference. When you start looking at them the magnitude or I guess the the what's the what's separation from a regular season game to a playoff game, I would definitely say that basketball probably has the most dramatic change because the seemingly during the regular basketball season, they just seemingly don't care much. That's a great point. And, and then yeah. when they go to the playoffs, it's like, oh, we're playing for real. We're playing defense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. In the NFL, guys are playing their tails off during a year, and it just gets intensified in a playoff. So, so I, if that's the angle he's taking, then I can agree with him. But other than that, I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, playoff basketball, obviously, every possession matters as well. But I think it slows down a little bit uh, for NBA basketball. Um, but from from my experience, I, I just see, like, <laughs> it seems like night and day. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the way that plays are executed, from the way that guys are running, the way the guys are hitting, there's that added incentive, obviously, because guys are playing for the Lombardi.
1: How much – He might have meant TV. If you're watching on TV, I think that's what he meant. You don't really notice gotcha. a huge difference. Makes sense. but But I think – on the field and he's been there too there's there's definitely a difference
0: well and on the sideline the fans are going to certainly play a massive impact into that as well how much do the fans really play into the energy of the the players when you're
1: when 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 you're you're
0: in a playoff mode like
2: that? yeah when you're at home it it can be a huge advantage so i think there's the word there's a word of of a whiteout yes so uh, uh cowboys fans show up and show out it matters you can make a big difference in this game guarantee you um offensively when we're on when Dallas is on offense shh shh, quiet right when those guys get in the huddle not when they break the huddle when they get in the huddle and they're trying to communicate uh, on uh, offensively for the 49ers get loud and get nasty because you can feel energy right there's a difference between hearing and like like music, right? <laughs> White man can't jump. You you are you're, you're hearing Jimmy. You're not listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a difference between hearing something and I can hear Jimmy. It. There's a difference between hearing it and feeling it. You feel music when you have bass in there, right? You don't feel music when you just have triple. So mm-hmm. I, I need we need all the bass you have at AT and T Stadium. And that's while they're in the huddle, right? That's yeah. where you do the most damage. Yeah. It's not while they go up to the. Line I mean, line of scrimmage, of scrimmage is a, is effective as well, but people don't understand that your majority of the information is getting conveyed in the huddle. Now, once you break the huddle, now they're making alterations, they're making changes, mm-hmm. right? So that's still important to be loud at that time. But when you really want to disrupt some things, and I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to you guys in a in a tight knit circle, be as loud as you can and, and and play a game of telephone. Let you miss something. Let you let you miss something in the huddle, and all of a sudden you're going out thinking one play, and you're going out thinking another. It's, that's that's going to be some
3: problems. And some of the greatest stadiums, and I'm just thinking about the Seattle 12th man, mm. like the way that they are. when Anytime Seattle, back in the day when Seattle had the home field advantage, you just did not want to go, go there. see no. Seattle because you know that noise was going to be a problem and there's no way to prepare for that kind of stadium noise. And that's I think that's the advantage that Cowboy fans have been wanting for this team for years, man, to be able to tell other teams that you're going to get a rude awakening when you come yeah. to AT&T Stadium. So that's why this whiteout is so important. That's why you know what you just said, man. Being rowdy, being loud, and hell, just knowing that when they're in the huddle is your time to disrupt their, you know, the their, their hearing.
2: How many players do we hear talk about during the COVID? You know, obviously the, the first COVID year <laughs> when guys, when fans couldn't come to the games, they were talking about the difference between playing games with no fans there versus playing the games with fans. Oh, it's made with, be fans. It's oh, it's be with like thirty thousand. It feels like a scrimmage. Yeah. It feels like a scrimmage versus a real game. So when you talk about my ability now to make more plays, my ability to run faster, to be more explosive, to be stronger, when's the last time you seen somebody max out in the weight room in college and the whole team wasn't around? Mm. It's, it's a, you've, you. 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 Just like you're powered up. Like you're powered up, so fans, understand the role that you play. Get some rest the night before. Don't be kicking it the night before. You're Get part some of rest. This thing. No, Get some kicking. rest. Hey, come to the Miller Lite, you know, whatever where we're going to be at on the pregame show. Get your Miller Lights and go ahead and, you know, continuity. <laughs> we'll say it a thousand times so y'all can go ahead and be nice and lathered up. Come up in that place and keep it rocking because I guarantee the louder you are, the, ba- the better your Cowboys will play.
0: And there's probably, what, 50,000 people that will watch, or we'll get 50,000 views on this episode or something like that. Just throwing the numbers out there. But... That means that there's probably a good chance there are a good chunk of talking Cowboys fans that are going to be in AT&T Stadium that day. So you tell your friends. yeah, Get your section involved. yeah, Get everybody involved. That's the thing. Spread the news. This is a team effort not only from the guys that are across the building from us right now, Mm -hmm. but from all of those that are going to show up at AT AT&T Stadium on Sunday. You should have to opt out of your webinar the next day. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get one of
2: those,
1: like, excuses. (laughs) Turn turn your video camera off. Yeah. The video <laughs> camera could be
2: on, but the voice,
1: yeah. I
3: have hey, to say. Then I may have to opt out on Monday. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna, we're going to come in here, and Heckma's just going to be sitting We're going to have Morse code
2: set up for Heckma, okay? So all your Morse code people out <laughs> <laughs> there. what
0: it's going to be. Have his hands um. up in the air. That's it. Get him up. Get him, up, him ah! up in the
3: air. Go,
0: Greg. Oh man, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that that we all get to be there and we're going to have some fun with it on Sunday. So, uh, going to be a blast. And like I said uh, on the show yesterday, if you are out there, come say hi. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'd love to to interact and and have some fun with you guys and we got some swag that we're going to hand out throughout throughout as well. So we've got some stuff that we're going to have out there, too. All right, Rob, news and notes. We're a
1: little later on that today. But the Cowboys were back on the practice field yesterday. Yes, they were. And uh, they were outside, at least for the early portion. Then they went inside for team stuff. Uh, Sean Wright did not practice for personal reasons. Had a personal matter to attend to. Mm. And that was the only active roster player who did not practice yesterday. Tyron Smith got back on the field. He was limited. Uh, Tony Pollard had full participation. Count O'Neill was limited. And the only player left, I believe, on the COVID list is Jerron Curse. And they think mm-hmm. maybe he could be back today. Mm-hmm. So we'll see about that. As far as the 49ers go, they got a lot of guys on their list. They rested some guys, including Nick Bosa yesterday. Trent Williams, with the elbow injury, did not practice. I think... People generally think he'll be back in the lineup Sunday, uh, but that's something to monitor. You know, can he, How functional can he be with that elbow injury? So uh, that's probably the biggest one of note for them. He's quite possibly, we didn't get to talk about him or really George Kittle a whole lot yesterday,
0: but Trent Williams is quite possibly the best left tackle in the league. I mean, one of the highest paid. Yes. Legitimately, he is pound for pound yeah, he's probably the best one.
2: You, you can even see his presence in the game last week on the sideline. Yeah. You can see his presence. Like some of your guys run off the field, and you can see him like big brother and cast. Like yeah, that's right. Let's go, let's go. And you can just see it in his eyes. Like he wanted to be out there so bad, but he was just like, I'll be back, I'll be back. He's 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 Debo yeah, boys Debo. So I'm looking forward to seeing him against not Debo Samuel. He's, no, he's not Debo, Debo Samuel. he's a real Debo. He's the he's <laughs> <laughs> the squeaky bike Debo. That's him over there on the left side protecting uh, Garoppolo's backside. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. I don't I don't think we've seen that dominant. Uh, left tackle this year
3: yeah. i mean they still had over oh, five uh, close to 500 yards without him <laughs> yeah, so yeah. i mean even what difference would he make um obviously a big one yeah. tremendous for their offensive line um and, and you know we talked about I, I thought we we talked about kittle and his you know what he does we talked them. about it a little bit but you oh oh you oh oh no oh, i went back no. and watched the tape what'd you think? Hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. We need to go
2: on
1: the other side let's of the building. Yeah, yeah the let's not, building. not jump out of the cake let's real quick. We'll talk about that in, that in the case. break. Mm. Yeah. This is Teddy KGB. He's got a. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a poke. Okay. A little. Yeah. little, so little tendency. today, yeah. guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. let's, saying. Let's, I mean. Let's, let's not let him it's fix it. there, that, though.
3: Yeah, yeah let's exactly. Let's not let him fix that. Come on. I had an obvious moment.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I love it. cut you off.
0: Chris B wants a dub. Oh, uh, Kind of going back to the practice modes and what we were talking about, so this is going to be probably the last real practice that they'll have heading into the matchup. So you want Jaren Curse out there. If he's not out there today, and we'll talk about whether he is or not tomorrow, but if he's not out there today, is that an indication
1: on what he's going to bring to the table? Not necessarily. I mean, I, it, Mike was asked yesterday because he was dealing with a hammy previously. And I think he was asked is it more of the COVID stuff, and he said, "Yeah, yeah." So I think you know they're confident he can clear that, and then then it's a conditioning matter. How's he? How's yeah. his conditioning? You know, Micah Parsons came back yesterday, said he feels great, doesn't oh. have any conditioning issues. Apparently, oh, right. had some cold symptoms, kind of like everybody feels like this time of year. You get some sniffles. You think, "Oh, what is Mm-mm. this? Allergies? Cold?" That's what he was dealing with. But he's back. He feels good. And he says the lion can't be bullied. Ooh, so yeah, no. What, what's going on with Neil again? Uh, he's listed with a chest elbow injury. Remember, he was all taped up in the game against yeah. Philly, and and fought through it. and they took him out. So. That's
3: significant. But please go back to the the comment, man, about him being from from West. Was it from PA? And he says, "Where I'm from, the bullies get bullied." There's a bully in every gym. I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. Everything yeah. that Micah says, His mic says I love it, dude. is just exactly what everybody wants to hear. But the thing is, is you hope that continues and the play continues. Because if he's saying that same kind of thing and then the play drops off, then it's kind of this a – This dude, is,
2: he's
3: a fresh Micah Parson. Mm-hmm. That's what we needed. That's what we needed, and we got it. That's what he said. He said, I feel like I'm coming off the bye week. And, but
1: after he came off the bye week, he – was he's balled out, balled
0: balled out. out. <laughs> oh, after the week. Heckman said it uh, earlier in the week. You were like, "Well, now that he's got a week of rest, and you're going up against San Francisco, you think San Francisco's excited about seeing?" No, I mean, like
3: I said, man, no. Shanahan has has been staying up some nights just trying to figure out where Dan Quinn is going to place number eleven. And you know, I think his off, him being off the ball is going to he's going to wreck shop in that running game. I mean, and, and so many people think that they they can just Run right at him. I hadn't seen any evidence that oh. he can't take on the run. Is, I, I,
1: is that a thing? Is that, that is a
3: thing really? that he's that he's considered <laughs> like he's considered to be light in you know. You know people are, like people no, are fishing right now. What are you now. talking about? Like
2: he, he wears number eleven, but he plays like a, a guy number who wore number nine. And the guy I'm talking about is a water boy. <laughs> okay,
3: when well you said number nine, I'm I
2: like, the I'm like don't his, you dare
0: say No, nope, he
2: <laughs> plays like the water Show. boy. Now you're talking about a guy who who hates to come out the game on series. Yeah, now yeah. you've you forced him to sit out for an entire week or for a game oh, that I'm he was sure. healthy enough to play. Oh, he is. Had a chance to break some records. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, ho- I hope that somebody on the offensive line says, says something of the likes of water sucks. I hope somebody says something like that because if they say that, <laughs> he's going to go ham. H2O. <laughs> no. I don't. High
3: quality. High qu-
2: I don't know where you get these comparisons Dude, I'm just from. Do you remember how
1: dominant the water boy was? No. He was. That's going to be Micah Parsons. going to be Mike- <laughs> Dude, no, I'm, I'm trying to find this. When he came in here for his draft press conference the day after they picked him, he said, like, I want to play like the water boy. Sea c- c- Ball, kitball, wow. whatever. And that he damn sure has.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, he definitely has. One of the best rookie seasons on the defensive side of the football in years all time honestly the way that he played in the regular season now he's got a chance to compound that into the like playoffs like all right let's take our first break when we come back it is time to preview the cowboys offense versus the san francisco defense nick bosa and company come to town but can the cowboys take advantage of the secondary when we come back with more talking cowboys
4: there's nothing as unique as our eyes
1: Work. Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedaginturf.com. Back to talking cowboys.
0: It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already, but Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. <laughs> oh, oh, my God.
3: Oh, did,
0: did it get thicker? Oh. Did you go to the cash what machine?
3: What was that? I yeah. didn't go to Kinko's. Which one was That's it? That's the ATM yeah.
2: right there, boy. Yeah. just felt the whole Robert, how many how shake. many? How can we ask, how many cards are in there,
1: oh, God. library I mean, prob- cards, debit cards, IDs, probably seventy five. I got, I got, I got, like, I got like, gift cards. There's in there a lot of business cards in there. Yeah, business cards. I got hotel keys from like 2013. So, 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 so
2: if we got you a business card holder, would that cut that problem?
1: With that, would that negate that? No, or? I just need to to use the money clip that Chris got me. and I need to get. I need to get a wallet with, with what you got. So, so I have I an idea. I just need to clean it out. I need Let's, a spring cleaning is what I, I need.
2: I have a proposal for you. Yes. How about you use the money clip for all those business cards? Okay. Okay. And get the wallet, obviously, to to hold all your cards and cash. That's
1: a great idea. Chris, you go. You okay with that? Yeah, I got another money clip in here for you. Do.
0: <laughs>
1: Double that. Got a whole Double. another one back. I love it. So tomorrow's the day. That's what we're doing? Uh... I'm going to do it Saturday.
3: Oh. <laughs> Saturday. He, is, uh, he, is somebody, he does so not want to come off of this thing at all. Is he, uh, I just got things.
1: I got things I got going, things on. going on. I... We've got something fun.
3: <laughs> We've got something fun coming
0: Boys up tomorrow, by the way. You, you we are all going to get to partake in something extremely rare. Our friends at Lay's have hooked us up. You don't say, Tostitos. Ooh, yeah, we have we have been hooked up, so we get some rarity tomorrow. In the tomorrow, I'll bring I'll bring yeah. what it is, and I'll tease it a little bit more in the third segment here. in
3: Carbs,
0: around. yes, know, right? plenty
3: of carbs. Ah, one day, I'm, the I'm, the a, I'm on my
0: fat rep now. They, they, this, this is when they want to do this. The, now they want to bring some char- <laughs> char- they're
2: the, carbs. They're these good
0: carbs. <laughs> okay, all right. So they're carbs of champions. Let's Ooh, just say it that okay, way. I like yeah. that. It's, it's How about that? It's re- it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Defense v. offense. San Francisco bringing Nick Bosa and company into town. But just how formidable is the San Francisco defense? You saw them kind of limit Matthew Stafford down the stretch in Week 18. They've done that to a couple good teams throughout the year. But, Heckma, I'll start with you on this one. What is the scariest part of the 49ers defense, and what is
3: the weak spot? (laughs) <laughs> well, the scariest part of their defense is definitely up front. Uh, they have a guy by the name of Nicholas Bosa that uh, is probably keeping Kellen Moore up right now as well. Um, they're, they're strong up front. Uh, Eric Armstead, um, they have so much. DJ Jones, Quintavious Street. These are just big bodies that they have up front. Fred Warner, their linebacker. He's a hidden machine, and um, he's, he's like some of the linebackers that you've seen all year. Uh, the guy's good run-stuffer, uh, really athletic on the outside. Greenlaw, guys like that, tart. They're just hard-hitting, athletic, and you can tell that they believe in these guys, the way that they set them up and scheme up front. But the weakest part of their defense is the back half. They have a rookie uh, free, have rookie cornerback uh, that I, I believe that you're going to be able to, to take advantage of, and I believe it's Emmanuel Mosley, uh, is the rookie from Michigan. They do have Josh Norman, but it looks as though Josh Norman hadn't been getting any action. So I don't know what's going on with Josh.
0: Yeah, he didn't play last week. Uh,
3: uh-uh, But he's yeah. healthy. He's mm-hmm. healthy, um, but they're going away from him. And look for for me and just evaluating these guys and going back to that Rams game, which I looked at Isaiah. I just think that. <sighs> Keller Moore, had, even though you see where their weaknesses are, Kellen Moore has to try his damnness to stay balanced in this game, no matter what. It's, you're still going to have to rely on this running game at some point. I know that the, the temptation to air them out, as we've been talking about, is going to be there, but the balance is going to have to be there as well. But, again, it's their front their front uh, seven. It's very stout and athletic, and, and look, they're going to pose a lot of problems for us up front. I agree. I agree. I, I think obviously with Nick Bosa, he's
2: obviously the goon on that side of the ball, but also uh the person that stands to out and I don't know if I'm pronouncing their name correct cuz Eric? Is this the, the A? Eric Armstead.
1: Eric yeah. Armstead. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. All right. I wasn't sure with the E and the A. Uh, Eric Armstead, he stands out to me. He seems like the go juice on that defensive line. Now, Nick Bosa gets a lot of the attention because he gets the big plays, the yeah. big sacks, but the disruptor on that defensive line is Armstead. And he gets in there, he is, and it's it kind of a problem because he's going to be on that left side, and that left side we know has been exposed in terms of Connor Williams and in terms of Tyler Biotis. Those are our two youngest offensive linemen, the, most, the least expensive. Experienced offensive lineman. I don't think either one of them has. I know it neither one of them has had a playoff game. So those are the guys that, that you have to be concerned about in terms of this defensive line. I'm not too concerned about Nick Bosa or, or yeah, Nick Bosa. I'm not too concerned about him. I keep messing up on the Bosa's, A lot of them out there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not too concerned about him. I'm, I'm feel I feel fully confident that uh, he, whatever side he wants to go to, he will be handled by an all pro uh, left tackle or right tackle. I feel perfectly fine with that. But that Armstead. We've seen disruptors on the interior uh, defensive line against this Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Connor Williams kind of got back to some of his ways last week in terms of some holding, and I'm just worried about that portion of the offensive line and him disrupting things internally as we try to get our run game established.
1: Yeah, I'm with you guys. And another guy, too, Arden Key. He's a guy, defensive end, part of their rotation. They'll rush him inside, and so that's a matchup. The interior of the Cowboys offensive line, we've talked about it against certain matchups. The Rams, Bucks, they could you know be issues uh, in terms of pass rush. and I think the forty ers qualify there too. So yes, they're front seven in the back end, they're getting some guys back. Kawan Williams should be back from from the reserve Covid list. They got Mosley back last week. So they're getting a little healthier back there. But it is it does come down to there are options for the Cowboys on the outside in the receiving game. Is Dak gonna be comfortable enough to do that? I mean, every game's different, but the yeah, 49ers had twenty-eight pass pressures in that game mm. against the Rams, and they held the the Rams running backs to one point seven yards per carry in that game last Sunday. So to Heck's point, what's how they can they can they get it established? Will they stick with it? Could it be a week one situation where Kellen says, I'm not gonna bang my head against the wall? I don't think you can do that. I think he got to try to establish something like Isaiah said, you don't want you don't want Dak having to throw 40 no. 50 times a game.
3: And Thomas is the the rookie from Michigan. Hmm. Uh, not not mostly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: yeah. the thing that they did really well against the Rams last week and the Rams just kept beating their head against the wall. San Francisco decided to play play man. Um, they decided to play man and they played a soft man which means that they, being that they were playing five, six yards off loud on the guys to run down the field before anybody got their hands on them. And one thing that they did doing, we're talking about this in, in, in film room. Film room, you guys will be able to check that out. But their interior defensive alignment pinched. They pinched. And, and when those two defensive linemen pinched on the interior, it consumed three offensive linemen. So when you take your two, their, their two defensive tackles, they literally just crunch them down and they shoot the gaps. They shoot the a gaps, which now binds the center and both guards. Well, if the center and both guards are now blocking two guys, you have islands on the outside with your defensive ends and yeah. your tackles. Right. And now you're now you're putting Bosa in a position where he can win. Right. If if Bosa wins three times out the game, that's disruption. That's huge disruption. If he beats beats one of the tackles, right, gets a sack or two in the game, that's major. Right so that's what they did on, on third down and instead of just taking the short slants the quick you know screen plays on the outside the L.A. kept trying to push the ball down the field, push the ball down the field, and these guys were playing soft. So all they were doing is sitting back on their back leg, letting the defensive ends go ahead and work on the defense on the, on the offensive tackles. And then they either got pressure, or he held the ball so long that they finally got got to him, or he was throwing you know throwing bad balls down the field where he really didn't have the opportunity to have open guys. So you have to take it if they want to play soft defense, get the, get our guys the ball early. Kellen yeah. Moore, don't try to force this thing down the field. Take the five yard hitch. Take the slant. Take the one-step slant. Take the screen plays and let your guys get some yak yardage because if you play their game, if you play into their hand where it's like, hey, we're still going to throw this ball down the field because our guys are better than your guys, they will, they'll, they will bait you. Yep. it's like it's like the dog on dollar bill on a string or some tape. They'll bait you now. You keep chasing that thing, they'll they'll finally
0: get you. And they did that better as the season went along yeah. as well. Kind of like how the Cowboys did. They had that big stretch right in the middle where they were forcing all the turnovers, the yeah. takeaways, the sacks, the pressure was all there. That was the 49ers defense from weeks ten through eighteen. Because weeks one through nine, they were giving up twenty five points per game. They were three and five overall, right? The final nine weeks of the season, they were seven and two. Hmm. Giving up 18 points per game, and they were top five in scoring, sacks, and takeaways in those
1: weeks in the NFL. Their defensive line might be the strength of their entire team. I mean, I mean the running game obviously, (laughs) but it's been the key to their turnaround. And it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of the same with the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys' front pressure makes you feel like. They can disrupt any quarterback they play in these playoffs, and
3: and the and and defense's best friend is a great running back. And, <laughs> and, and the emergence of Debo Samuel's is what really helped them mm-hmm. out and kept them fresh uh, because of the time of possession. I think when when I think about Dak in this game, all I'm saying to him is take us there. If it opens up for you to run it instead of taking that thirty yard shot. Take that five yards, get that first down, and come back and get it down. The f- wait, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll get a fresh set of downs and <laughs> get an opportunity to oh, do it again. And that's why I say, you know, when Kellen Moore being in his bag, things like that, just you don't have to bring the biggest bag. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. You know, don't <laughs> just have his... your best stuff. Yeah, have your best stuff. But I'm saying like the gadget stuff, all the craziness. Let's let's. want to bring his carry on instead of his <laughs> <laughs> You know <laughs> what instead of full blown luggage. Well, and to, you know, to
1: your point, like <laughs> D- <laughs> Dak has talked about how. Like sometimes I'm greedy, you know, and they're yeah. so confident yeah. in their weapons that they will yeah. try to push the them ball down yeah. the field, and it gets frustrating. Like yeah. we'll see what how they play them, but some of that soft stuff, they get tired of that. They get tired of checking it down to Schultz it all the time. It you takes know? patience,
2: right? And that's yeah. and that's when we start talking about that intelligence, right? That that that, that I, football IQ and understanding. We've we've sat here on this show many times to say this team is willing to be patient. The team that this opponent that we're facing is willing. to, This opponent that we're about to face right now is willing to run the ball. To a fault. They will come out. They have no problems running 15 plays on a drive. They are not tripping. They don't give a doggone. Some teams can't do that. Some teams, let's go ahead and call it. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore doesn't like to do that. He doesn't like to come out and run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. ball. Oh, you guys want him to load up the box? Now I throw the ball. Now I throw the ball. Kellen Moore's like, run the ball. Okay, I checked that off. Uh, Crap, I want to throw. I want to throw. And he has to fight that. That that is something that he has to fight. Is that panic? I don't think it's panic. I think it's comfort. Comfort. I think it's comfort. Okay. There's there are coaches that come that are cut from a cloth. <clears throat> Shanahan, where listen up. I was taught to run the ball. Yeah. What I grew up around, my my dog and my pops ran the ball. Yeah. And he threw the ball off of his off off his run. Right. Kellen Moore didn't grow up in that. Where did Kellen Moore grow up? Boise. Boise State. What yeah. did they do? Throw that. Throw that. The air raid. So you have tendencies. Right, we have tendencies and things that you lean on. That's your comfort. That's what you're gonna go to, and that is no different than a basketball player. Right? I'm, I'm a, I guess what Shaq? Shaq ain't about to step out, step out and shoot a jump shot. Shaq gonna back you down. Why? Because that's his comfort zone.
3: One of the biggest mismatches I think for us in this game are going to be our line, are going to be our tight ends um, yeah. I, I think their yes. aggressiveness the way that that the 49ers play uh, it leaves them susceptible in the middle of the field and on the outside and you saw that with the Rams they took full advantage uh, of that the other thing is going to be Tony Pollard Tony Pollard is gonna play a big part of this game in the passing game hmm. um, it, it, getting to the outside is is fine you know using his speed is, is well and good but on those 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 screen passes, Adams, or just when he scrapes through the middle and underneath, that's going to be big for Tony Pollard because of the way that they're lining up. He's going to catch the ball, and he's got plenty of room to create himself. So There's going to be a I, lot of opportunities for him in the short passing game. And I say in the short – and
2: Zeke, too, in terms of checking your protection because they don't blitz a lot. Check, nah. check your protection and sit right over the ball, or sit just outside the tackles, right, in that in that box. Whenever you see those those running backs come up, they check their protection, they don't have anybody to block, boom, now I'm turning around. That right there, Dak, please take it. Take it. Let your guys get the yak yardage. That will be as much of an impact in this game as it would be if you were to throw the ball 40 yards down the field to CD.
0: Mm. I love it. I love this matchup more than even the other side of the football. I think the other side of the football defense versus their offense is going to be a ton of fun, but it it goes back to what Heckman said yesterday. This is where the rubber meets the road, and I can't wait for those two to go after. Because Nick Bosa, I mean, he had a career year. His stats and his sacks
1: may not be... The same but tackles his for losses, TFLs. That was a stat from Babe this morning on the fan. He's right there. He's above Micah and tackles for. I think him and TJ Watt are right
3: there. And that's that saying a, sure a lot. Something. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. And, and even going back, if you go over the games that we've played before, and, and talking about Nick Bosa, Matt Judon. You know, you've come against this this style of a guy that can pressure you, that moves around. Now, Matt Judon stands up, does some other things as well. He's very flexible and hybrid. Uh, but Nick Bosa is a, is a threat. And, and, and I'm, I, I do agree with you. Uh, I don't worry about him uh, as much on the outside with our guys, mm-hmm. but, you, man, you hit the nail right on the head. If we do not get hands on Eric Armstead, he can he be a dis- disruptor in this game. They can all be disruptors, and it's For the same sure.
0: thing whenever the Cowboys go up to the Absolutely. line of
3: scrimmage on the defensive line, yep. but they that's have
0: the dudes all the way across. Yeah, strength that's why, on strength. That's why it's the playoffs. All right, when we come back, how much pressure is on Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb to present that deep game against a secondary that looks a little susceptible? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys.
4: So AT&T is giving everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones.
0: AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply.
1: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft,
0: you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Go. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. (laughs) Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Sorry about that, guys. I ran into a hiccup on the way up there. You hiccuped on the way up there? I hiccuped a couple times. Um (laughs) Yeah, so <laughs> our friends over at Tostitos and Lace, mm. they have gone nowhere where no chip has gone before. Oh, okay. They have created golden grounds. They are potato chips in a select number of bags, 200 to be exact, where they have taken the soil from whatever practice facility or game field of each NFL team, and they have grown their potato chips out of the soil. Mm. So they've called them Golden Grounds. We have one of those 200 bags. You don't say. We're going to open it up tomorrow on the show. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're giving away five bags to fans. And we'll tell everybody how they can be a part of that. But, yeah. What? What are you looking at me for, Heckman? They're Golden Grounds. No doubt. Yeah. No, it's great. We're going to get to have a chance to show <laughs> no some doubt. Golden Grounds. To win one of the exclusive bags, all you need to do is follow at Lays on Twitter. Golden. Use the hashtag, hashtag Lays Golden Grounds, hashtag Dallas Cowboys, and hashtag Sweepstakes in your entries on Twitter for a chance to win one of those prestigious
3: bags. <laughs> Am I eligible?
1: Can I? Can I? Sure.
3: Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm
1: living my life like this So the
3: question that I have, um, mm-hmm. you were saying that they're they're making what now? potato but, chips no no I, yes it's lace. so that's what they do mm-hmm. uh but it's out of
1: so basically they the take soil. the dirt from the soil of like stadiums or practice facilities obviously they can't take the dirt from at&t stadium because yeah because it's, uh, it's artificial it's artificial right and some stadiums are so they take that dirt they grind it all up put it in a, a field and they grow potato chips out of that dirt ah yeah that's and what they're doing a, does that make sense? Yes, the yeah, potatoes. So not the potatoes. That. The potatoes and that dirt. Yeah. They make because I'm come thinking on, about is and no. chips. No. <laughs> no. Oh, oh yeah. No. No. no
0: it's it's no. a real potato chip. Shit. It's a Lay's potato chip. Okay. But then it's it's just grown from the dirt. These 200 bags are being grown from the dirt that were out on the practice field. The
1: Dak Prescott, <laughs> got, Ezekiel Elliott, run around on and stuff like that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
4: Jason
1: so. Witten always said the secret's in the dirt. So Ooh. there you go. Know. You know something. Yeah, I like that. So when you're eating these potato chips, if there's a cleat in there, I'm sorry. Yep, yep, <laughs> a that cleat. Yeah,
0: I don't. I doubt that's the case. But I've got one of these prestigious bags. My hiccup that I had is because it's so prestigious, I locked it in my desk. And when I ran up there to go grab it, my keys are sitting right here. Oh. So I didn't get a chance to grab it. So I grabbed the I grabbed the reed instead. But yeah. So you
3: actually have yeah. a
0: bag yeah. that oh wow. I was going to bring it down and, and show you and we're going to open the bag on the show tomorrow.
3: <laughs> and it could be the chips that were grown from the dirt from outside. No, it they is are. the the It is Dallas grown on the
2: outside. You first. Dallas Dallas Golden Nuggets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But
0: yeah, we're going to have some fun with that tomorrow. <laughs> Final segment here of talking Cow- Boys, we've got Heck Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, Rob Phillips, mm. Rob P. How much pressure is on CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper
1: to present as those number one wide receivers that they are on Sunday? I think they're I think there's always pressure, but I think they they've got to hit some chunk plays in this game. I don't think you want to just have to drive the length of the field like they've been doing. And we'll see how they play them. You know, if is it going to be that soft coverage or if they're going to try to play them a little tighter. But I wanted to ask you guys, because I was off last week, and there's been this— I don't know how much y'all discussed Amari Cooper last week in terms of why isn't he getting the ball more? What's the reason for it? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay. I mean, is he he been bracketed as much as people think? Because he says it's not so much that. Do they need to make more of an effort at the start of games to get him involved and, and just uh, the Cooper force-feed him, whatever they got to do? Bingo. Okay. Bikino. That's what I thought. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to double-check. I couldn't check in all last week. so Amari Cooper is
2: being a, a great professional. Uh, by not throwing his coach under the bus, the things that I'm sure are crossing his mind he is um, obviously holding back from saying because out of you know, he's frustrated. <clears throat> and his frustration actually boiled over. Um, one, at one point, a couple of weeks ago, his frustration boiled over. He actually came out in public. He said that you know he pretty much can't be who he is if he doesn't get the ball, and he can only control one aspect of that. When the ball comes his way, he catches it and he tries to make plays with it. I can't throw it to myself, Kellen Moore. And we we, we drugged Kellen Moore last week. We we called him out and I told him to go find his, his another bag and fill it up and not ziplock. I need mean, a real bag. Um, and he needs to force feed it. Yes, Cooper Cup style. Cooper Cup is valuable to the Rams as Cooper is valuable to the Cowboys. So why would you not ensure that your guy gets the ball? Because ah, it doesn't just benefit him. It benefits your entire team. So if you are especially like the Dallas Cowboys, even though they're up there in terms of running stats, we know what they're capable of running the ball. They haven't been up to that, to that level. Our, our expectations, nor I'm, I'm assuming their expectations. So why wouldn't you utilize your guy who has ability to run past almost everybody on the field to get him the ball in his hands near the line of scrimmage. When you face a 49ers, I hardly I highly doubt that they're gonna come up and press. I think they're gonna try to take the same approach of bend but don't break, because we know that Dak's gonna try to throw the ball or Keller Moore's gonna put Dak in a position to throw the ball down the field. So let's play soft. They're not getting they're not getting their guys the ball. I don't know why these guys can make plays at the line of scrimmage, but they're just not doing it. So I think they need to find a way to get him the ball as they did a couple weeks back. And then when those guys decide to come up and press, please press. Please press. Please, we we welcome that. C.D. Lamb welcomes that. Amari Cooper welcomes that. Cedric Wilson welcomes that. Blake Jarwin, all those guys. Please compress those guys. So you have to force a team to respect you in that regard, though.
3: No, I I I love what you just went over and just saying that the infighting. Uh, that he's avoided, uh, and man, there have been lesser receivers that have yes. done more uh, yes. by not getting the ball. I just think that, and I have it here, get get Amari involved early. It's important that we do that, and I think Cooper Cup is one of those examples of where do you position this guy? I don't put him up Cooper Cup out on the outside. I put him in the slot. I allow him to go versus their weakest guy, or at least have the advantage of exposing the middle of the field, and and, and that's where I think a lot, we've gone away from that with Amari Cooper. we set him out on the outside and now i believe if keller moore is going to go in his bag any it's going to be moving amari cooper around we hadn't seen him do that much at all uh and the same is going to be for cd lamb and where do you position him where do you put him give him the advantage especially with how weak they are on the outside i just think it comes down to and i'll say it again the balance of this offense that what we haven't been when we talk about those instances where amari hadn't gotten the ball we weren't balanced. There was no continuity at all. So, therefore, the you know, the rhythm of the offense was off. Oh. The now-fired Vic Vangio came up with the hmm. blueprint for how you beat Dak. And there are so many defenses willing to live and die with trying to, uh, I guess, it, sugarcoat or, sh- or say that they're in one thing at the line of scrimmage and then bail, right? That's a big ask for a defense that's already struggling on the back end now. You know, Buda Baker and them could do that. Uh, there are other teams that are willing to do that, but yeah. you had better be skilled as heck on yeah. the backside to do that. To because basically, what you're doing is you're you're taking yourself out of position to show something different. And I think this is a defense that can't afford to try and fool Dak. But when you talk about CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, I mean, and Cedric, and Cedric Wilson, I think this offense, the, it, the defense of the 49ers, you could take advantage yeah. of them in the middle of the field. And those, those one-offs with those uh, finding the guy in the mismatches, what you're going to be challenging Dak to do. Dare I say this? And
2: I don't want to give people any PTSD. Say it. This reminds me, this scenario is starting to look very. um, Never mind, don't say it. Yeah, very familiar to when I was here. In with Dallas and Terrell Owens. Oh my
1: God, I was thinking the same thing. Was not yes. getting the ball. He
2: was being put in a position where he's always on the outside. I was in those meetings. I'm not going to disclose what was being said or the. Oh, 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 and
1: it's okay. He would tell us yeah. in locker room. Yeah. move me around. Why don't you put me in the slot? Try to get me off the bracketed coverage. You know, they
2: yeah. were. Jason Garrett was calling the same four or five routes for for him on the outside. And if you went roll to a certain coverage, you now eliminate his his opportunity to get the ball. Yeah, that's what I feel is. Starting to happen with Amari Cooper, and you're starting to see somebody who was very quiet start to not be so quiet because he's so freaking frustrated from being put in this little freaking bubble when
3: he could be out there in the whole world. But and how he, big of an advantage is that going to be if you come into this game and 19 is moving?
4: Huge, yeah. huge. 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 But,
3: but, but who's the pressure on?
2: It's not on. It's not on. It's Amari. not on Amari Cooper. Who's it on? Coaching staff. Kelly Moore.
1: And by the way, he said it as diplomatically as he could. He, he said, "Look, I know how great this team could be. I just want to help more. I want to. I want to be there on third down and red zone. I think I can help. That's the way he put. it. He's being you know? and he's right.
0: A professional. Yeah, he's right. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying real quickly before we wrap things up. You wanted, or you said yesterday that you thought the Cowboys were going to air it out. Does Amari Cooper? Does that start with him? Oh, absolutely."
3: Absolutely. You got to get all of your playmakers involved. And that's why I think that balance part of it is going to be important. Because once, the, if, if this it turns out to be a track meet, right, and Dak is backing up and there's no, uh, they're not respecting your bootlegs or anything like that, then they're just pinning their ears back and coming after Dak. And that's how you keep them honest uh, with staying balanced. I know we have to get off the air. I want to ask this question to all you guys and Cowboys Nation. Do you feel
2: as if the Dallas Cowboys offense takes Amari Cooper for granted?
1: No. Not intentionally. No, no, no. I, I'm, I, I, I'm just straight up. No, but I think I think schematically, and, and they did this with with Garrett Lanahan in the past, going back. We'll beat you in different ways, and we'll take what the defense gives us instead of mm-hmm. hey, we're going to dictate to you. I, th- I think sometimes they can get more into that instead of, hey, instead of hey, Amari's the best receiver on the team. Let's go feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him, like Shack yeah. in the post. Let's mm-hmm. Get him going. Let's get him going. Yeah. So, so,
3: so you would say no. I don't think so on purpose. No, 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 I don't. And there are teams. If you go to look look at Green Bay, I mean, they force feed number seventeen because that's all they have. You know, right? That's a great point. And and I've said here that I think that Kellen he schemes plays, not players. And so if you have those, that many weapons as he has, it's hard to say, I'm just going to take this one component of our offense and, and we're going to feature that knowing that you have CD, knowing then that you had Michael Gallup as well, and also having Zeke as your running back, Anthony Pollard. Do
2: you feel that same way about the Rams?
3: Do I feel that same way? I think the Rams benefit just like New England did from the slot position all these years by having Cooper Cup, so it's easier for them to be able to do that. Uh, and then obviously they lost guys at the beginning of the season, but then Odell Beckham comes in and that you got opens
0: Cup, up Van Jefferson. And
3: but Van Jefferson
0: was.
2: isn't the same as yeah.
0: Ceedee Lamb. They're they're not on the same playing surface. No, no,
2: no. no. I didn't say that. No, but that, no, that's but. what I'm saying.
0: I'm saying Cooper Cup is. Elevated over their guys right now to a larger extent than Amari Cooper is elevated over Ceedee Lamb and when healthy, Michael Gallup. That's just my that's my point. My counterpoint. I here. guess my,
2: my counterpoint to that was just that they have just as many weapons. That's all I'm saying. They Ooh. also don't have a the run Rams. Game either. The Rams, yeah, they have just as many weapons at the receiver position. As in my opinion,
3: us? Yeah,
2: I'm talking about in terms of quality receivers. Cooper, I'm not saying that. I'm not putting them neck and neck. We're not going to have that discussion. No, no, no. (laughs) That's what I thought you were saying. Hey, no, Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper, pretty doggone good. Ben Jefferson. I hear you. You know what I'm saying. I mean, Odell Beckham. I would, I would have. I think we all would agree that they're all pretty dang good, right? So that's what I'm saying. They don't. McVay doesn't have a problem
0: still getting his guys the ball. Yeah, they don't have to share the wealth as much. I don't think. To keep people happy because they don't have an Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield or a Tony Pollard in the backfield. They don't have those guys there as well. Cam Akers coming back certainly adds that as a potential, but they didn't have that throughout yeah. 17 oh, yeah. games. And they don't have easy. a
3: Schultzenegger either.
0: Oh, they got man. a heavy yeah. <laughs> they got a Higby. Higby. Higby did score <laughs> just, twice in that game. Just, All right, that I does know. it for us here on Thursday. <laughs> Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. We will be back tomorrow. The first ever playoff edition Woo! of Say It With Your Chest Friday. Those levels. Bring the heat. Bring the fire, Cowboys Nation. Much like we will get you ready for Sunday as Talking Cowboys is back on Friday. Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Heckman Harrison, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!